It's April 20, 2023. My name is Jimmy Van, and this is KYM Live. My guest shares the same name as a certain controversial R&B singer. He had the song No More Lies by Michelle A. stuck in his head for at least five years. And he says he spent most of the 90s watching The Simpsons, and I've seen the memes on your Twitter, so I know this. He is the co-host of the Motor City Metrics podcast about the Detroit Tigers. This is Chris Brown. Chris, how are you, man? I'm doing well, Jimmy. Thank you. Wow, I totally forgot about my Michelet uh, uh, admission there. That's funny. <laughs> you went back on that one. Well done. Yeah, I. you know what? Every time I do this, people are like kind of wowed by the intro. And I told them the morning of, every time, the morning of, I do my research and uh, try to find something good. And I thought that was interesting, man. For five years, you had this thing rattling around in there. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's, some, that's some borderline Nardwar shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, here's what's going to happen. We're going to talk to KYN7, seven of the top news stories of the week that are stupid, funny, or weird. I'm going to get your reactions, and I'll ask you questions along the way. And guys, get in your super chats to get your question or statement read on the air. If you don't want to donate through YouTube or if you can't catch the show live, go to kynchat.com, leave a question or statement anytime you want, and we will read it on the air. I know you're new to this, Chris. You said you did some research I'm a broken record every week. It's hard to whittle it down to seven. There is so much stupidity in this world, but I got seven good ones. Are you ready to go? Outstanding. I can't wait. All right. Let's start with story number seven reported by the daily mail. All I got to say is people, people. So there's a branch of the Royal mail and the Royal mail is the UK's postal service. They sent out a letter to staffers and the staffers happened to be on strike at the time. They announced in the letter that an agreement had been reached that would include an 11% pay raise as well as other benefits. As a result of this letter going out, the bosses from the Royal Mail had to apologize for it. And Chris, my question for you is, why did they have to apologize for the letter? Yeah, that one stumps me. The only thing I could think of is that like, there was no one to deliver it. That's a, that's a good answer because they were on strike. That's a good answer. <laughs> No, so one of the managers actually sent it out as an April Fool's prank, and yeah. we have the letter. Look at this. It's kind of hard to see. It's kind of in small print, but that basically, you see the date at the top, April 1st, 2023, red letters, reach an agreement. They've got all the bullet points for all the stuff that uh, they agreed to, supposedly. And the thing that's the shittiest of all is they didn't even have the common sense or the decency to put April Fool's on the letter. And so everybody thought it was legit until they oh. came out later and acknowledged oh, that it oh. wasn't. So as you can imagine, the postal workers are really pissed off. Uh, they called it completely unprofessional. What's your take on this? Do you think, you know what, it's a harmless joke, or do you think that's a bunch of bullshit? Oh, that's horseshit. It's, it's beyond bullshit. It's horseshit. Yeah, like, I, at first, I didn't even realize what you were saying. That, so it actually was an April Fool's Day joke. I thought it just yes. happened to be on April 1st. Oh, no, man. it was an April that's Fool's joke. Yeah, that's terrible. You can't mess with people's livelihoods like that. That's awful. Yes. Yeah. Can you imagine? Like, I, I don't even, what goes through somebody? I don't even know. Sometimes I question on this show, Chris, what goes through people's minds fuck with this shit? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like I said, I thought it was just a, a coincidence with the date. Like today, you know, until you announced it, I didn't realize that today was 420. And I feel like right. I, I should have been more stoned or something. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no, that's 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 brutal. I can't believe they did that. So for every, every story that we do, I try to ask a question that's somehow related to it. And so my question for you with this one, have you ever been the cause of or the victim of an April Fool's prank that maybe didn't go over the way it was supposed to? I've never, I'm not much of a prankster. I've never had one. Um, I never tried one or had, had one happen to me, but I've had coworkers who had like their keyboards uh, altered to where, you know, everything they type was backwards and things like that, which seems like a real pain in the ass. But uh, 
No, unfortunately, I've been uh, I've been missed out on, uh, on any harmful pranks. When I was a kid, I, I lived in a small town with a local newspaper, and every single year, the main story would be a completely bullshit story on April 1st, and they would always say credit to Lerp Aloof for the story, and Lerp Aloof is April Fool backwards, and mm-hmm. every single year, people would call into the local radio station because they believed the story. As absurd <laughs> as it was, every fucking year, people called into the radio station and they believed it, and that was like 30 years ago, so... Uh, yeah. Not much has changed, man. You know? Yeah. I mean, most of the ones I see now are, are like, you know, so this sports team has signed this player or traded for this player or cut this player. And you're like, come on, get out of here with that. I do remember as a kid, people joking that, that Taco Bell bought the Liberty Bell here in Philadelphia. <laughs> and, and they get the Taco <laughs> Liberty Bell, stuff like that, which was yeah. like, oh, fine. But yeah, it never happened. Amazing. All right. Let's go to story number six, reported by Loudwire. All right. This is good, too. So there's a website called ChowCustom.com. ChowCustom. It's an online store that sells Christian items like, you know, clothing and accessories and gifts. They say that the website is run by a group of enthusiastic, artistic people who love using art to spread the message of God. That's what they say on this website. They came under fire recently because they were selling a mug that they thought were centered around Christianity, but it really wasn't. Uh, Chris Brown, any idea what was on the mug? Oh, boy. I don't know. An upside down cross? You know what? That's probably, you know, probably as bad or I don't know it really was. It was a bootleg version, not even the real thing, a bootleg version of the logo from the heavy metal band Lamb of God. And we have to pick up the mug. You can kind of see it there on the left there. Now, I got to tell you, I don't know anything about the band and I'm not religious. So I think I would have been in the dark either way. Like, you know, what do you, if you saw that, would you know exactly, oh, that's the name of God, the, the heavy metal band? No, I don't think so. Although it does look, it has a little bit of that sort of gothic heavy metal feel to it, but I wouldn't think probably one way or the other. It just depends on where I, if I found it at a Christian store, I'd be like, okay, that's a Christian mug. Right. Yeah. I would, I would have no clue. Well, they didn't do their research, obviously. Fortunately for them, Mark Morton, who is one of the guitarists for the band, he got wind of this, and he posted about it on Twitter, but he seemed to be a pretty good sport about it. We got his tweet. Put that up, Joel. So you can kind of see there at the very top, he said, I ain't mad at Jesus. Can't <laughs> all just be out here bootlegging my shit? So, so he kind of took it uh, as a good sport. So I think everybody can relate to this question. Do you have a favorite cup or mug that is your go-to every single day? You know what? I I didn't start drinking coffee until the pandemic, until I was like 40. Really? Yeah. My my dad and mom drank it all my all their life. And then, you know, I'm sitting at home. And I'm like, oh, I start drinking coffee. So I've got like a dozen mugs over the last two years. There's one that says dad joke pro that I use a lot. Uh, you know, I got a Spider-Man mug, but nothing, nothing crazy. Nothing, nothing that uh, you go to. So for me, every single day without fail, it's this hubby mug. Every single day. I like it because it's big. This thing could be covered in filth, and I will clean it and reuse it. This is my go-to. So that's just how it is, you know? You know, that that story kind of reminded me. There was – I don't remember the name of the show, but there was like a wholesome Christian down south show back in the early 70s, and these people performed a song. uh, The song was One Toke Over the Line. (laughs) And it's a song about like smoking too much weed, uh-huh. but the, in the song they say like one took over the line, sweet Jesus, and they thought it was a religious song, so they performed it. And there's a video of it on YouTube somewhere. I'm sure somebody knows what I'm talking about. But uh, have you ever seen the movie Meet the Parents? I have, yes. 
Meet the Parents, there's a scene where De Niro is singing Puff the Magic Dragon, and Ben Stiller's trying to explain to him, and De Niro doesn't want to hear it. You pothead fucker. (laughs) (laughs) All right, reminder, guys, get in your super chat. Have your question or statement right on the air, or if you can't catch the show live, go to kynchat.com, leave a contribution at any time, and we will uh, read your question or statement on the next show. Let's go on to story number five, reported by the Daily Mail. People again, Chris. People. So a 38-year-old woman named Rose Robinson was shopping at a Sainsbury store in the UK. I guess Sainsbury is kind of like a department store or a grocery store in the UK. She spotted a bag of beef jerky and we have a pick of the beef, the bag of beef jerky. Put that up there, Joel. There it was British big daddy <laughs> beef rump steak, beef jerky. Now, Miss uh, Rose Robinson, she found something very wrong with that product and she let store management know about it. Chris, what do you think uh, was wrong with the beef jerky? Oh uh, boy, I don't know. I mean, at first, but first was the name. I'm thinking Big Daddy Beef Rump sounds like something you might find at a at a club. Um, but I don't know. I, I'm guessing something funny with the the look of the package. Maybe it looks like a, a flattened penis. I don't know. <laughs> okay, you were kind of onto it with the, the first time. She right. believed that that product is sexist and discriminatory against women, uh, uh, and filed a formal complaint. We have a picture of Ms. Robinson. There is Ms. Rose Robinson. Interesting, her name is not Karen. (laughs) But that's what she believes. So she claimed the marketing of the jerky involved gender. She said the term Big Daddy has sexual connotations and relates to a masculine power boss. I don't know, man. I think somebody's got a lot of time on their hands. What do you think? Do you think Beef beef Daddy Big uh, Beef Jerky is sexist? I would say no. No, I don't think Beef Jerky can be sexist unless somehow it's used uh, in in some sort of assault. Um, Yeah. I mean, if they want to like do like a, a female version with like the Brazilian butt lift beef jerky, then sure. But th- yeah, it sounds like somebody just wanted to get in the paper. And me being uh, you know a pro wrestling guy, way back in England, there was a legendary pro wrestler named Big Daddy. So there could have been a relation, right? Yeah, I would think so. Maybe that's maybe he went into business, right? So like right. Tim Horton. Tim Horton was a hockey player. It, there you see. I'm Canadian, <laughs> so I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. All right, are you a snacker? And if so, what is your go-to? Maybe it's beef jerky. I snack way, way too much. Uh, yep. yeah, you know, recently my wife has been going and getting a bunch of beef jerky at Costco, and like I was like, stop it, because I won't stop eating it. So beef is it called, is it called uh, Beef Daddy's Beef Rump? No, no, it's uh, Jack Links, which is another strange name. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I'll, I'll snack on just about everything except stuff that's good for me. So. I'm with you. I, I started eating low carb in October and it, and it, it was for that reason, because, you know, sometimes shit kind of gets out of control a little bit. Yeah. So, so far, so good. We'll see where it goes. All right. Story number four reported by Fox five DC. Okay. We got video for this one. This is good too. So two teenagers jumped a driver at a gas station in Germantown, Maryland. They demanded the keys to the car. Then they got into the car and they attempted to steal it. But within about 20 seconds, they all of a sudden got out of the car and they took off, leaving the car behind. So they never actually went anywhere. Chris Brown, why did they change their minds and run? Uh, My guess is there was something else in the car, maybe a baby or a dog. It's not a bad answer. So basically, the car had manual transmission and neither one of them Uh knew how to drive stick. We have have surveillance footage. Check this (laughs) out. There they are. They get the guy out of the car. They get into the car, both of them. There goes the other one getting in. They're sitting in there for a few seconds or so, just dee 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 dee, and then 
Oh, she's still yeah. trying. You can see the hand on the wheel there. See? Yeah. They're still trying. And then uh, let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> so those teenagers were located. There was a foot chase with police. They were taken into custody and they were charged as adults with carjacking and with conspiracy carjacking. I don't know. I'm thinking that those two better, uh, they're better off staying in school. What do you think? I would, yeah, I would think so. That's not, uh, not the smartest uh, choice there. Or at least if you're going to be stealing cars, probably know how to drive an automatic. Yeah, no, I mean, look, I, I have never driven a manual transmission car, but I imagine I could probably make it work, right? Like, they didn't even start the thing up. <laughs> I learned on, on a, a manual, actually, uh, when I was 16. Oh, did and, you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it takes uh, – you, people who try tend to stall like four or five times before they figure it out. But, yeah, I would think if you're going to be stealing cars, you got to know what you're getting into. And that looked like maybe, uh, I don't know, kind of a swanky car, maybe like a, a Fast and Furious speedy car, but uh, – yeah, that, that's uh, embarrassing for them. I've seen like criminal. I've seen the movies where like they have somebody that's trying to learn how to drive the car. Like you said, they're like starting and stopping, starting and stopping, starting mm-hmm. and stopping. But they they just never even made the effort. Stay in school, <laughs> stay in school. You're better off doing that. Let's go to story number three, reported by Newsweek, and this is another good one. If I can get my mouse to work here, okay, this is good. This was a this was a, a thinker, the object of this thing. So a crocodile was spotted in Australia. It was hiding out in what looked to be a very advantageous spot. Uh, it was like this crocodile had done his homework. What kind of hiding spot do you think this crocodile found? Uh, all it does is it makes me think of a, an old Far Side cartoon where there's a spider that, that put a web at the end of a, a slide. So I'm going to say right at the bottom of a children's slide. You're on the right track. It was hiding under the wheelchair access ramp of a nursing home. <laughs> and we have a picture courtesy of Roper Golf Regional Council. There it is right there, hiding under the wheelchair ramp of the nursing home. Authorities had to close down the facility so they could try to catch it, but it disappeared, hopefully without somebody's grandmother in its stomach. You got to hand it to the croc, man. Like that is a human version of fish in a barrel. If there is ever a crocodile version a fish in a barrel. It's probably the wheelchair access ramp of a nursing home. What do you think? Yeah, that's that's survival of the fittest, right? That's what you see <laughs> in the in the wilderness. The animals they go after the weak and the elderly and the, and the young. So, like, uh, I wonder, I wonder how long he staked that place out before he figured out. Yeah, I got this. Yeah, yeah these things aren't moving fast at all. Yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> you should study that croc. Have you ever had a patented sweet spot? I know that you write for uh, for a video game publication, so you're probably a gamer to some degree. Have you ever had a patented sweet spot in a video game, meaning either it was a hiding spot to stake out your opponent, maybe it was a patented move in a game? I used to play NHL 94 back in the day because I'm an older guy, so I used to play NHL 94, and the faster players, you could do the deke, and I would get like 100 goals in a game. Have you ever had a patented sweet spot in a video game? Yeah, and I remember doing that in, in NHL 94, too. Or my move, I think, was I would go around the goal and then come back and, and go top shelf and work just about every time. I uh, in, in recent years, you know, I've got a nine-year-old son. He, he and I have been playing a lot of Fortnite. Okay, and, yeah, yeah. And and I would uh, – they just – they updated and got rid of the spot. But I used to go to this place called Faulty Splits every time, and I would usually, uh, you know, finish top ten, if not win, just by starting there because nobody else would show up there for whatever reason. You could claim it and get all the good gear, so – that was my so I, I'm not familiar with the game. So like, is the objective? So are you staying there and the people are going by and you're killing them? Or are you staying in there and getting stuff? So in, in Fortnite, it's like a, it's a battle royale. So a hundred people drop onto the same Island and you're just kind of, whoever uh, is the last man standing wins. So you're, but it's, it's a wild, like open area. And so you're running around and trying to grab better gear and, and you can hide and, and shoot people. But uh, 
a lot of it is just finding the best gear as quickly as possible and, and getting the drop on people. Gotcha. So you found a spot where you get all the good gear and then you can just pick them off basically yep. as you wanted. Yeah, that was for a while there. And then they updated it and got rid of that area. So. Aha. Uh-huh. They figured they probably got complaints because you know how the world yeah. is. They probably got complaints. That's well, correct. shout out to Zadino Seeger. Zadino Seeger was the player on my Edmonton Oilers in NHL 94. He wasn't even on their roster in the game, but he was a 99 speed. And so I would always take him off the, the sidelines. I'd put him on my top line. He would get 50 goals a game with the Deke. So shout out <laughs> to Zadino Seeger. I, I was a Canucks guy back then with like, it was like Beret and Jeff Courtnall and Trevor Linden and your yeah, Lube yeah, yeah. all those dudes. That was, yeah. God, those, those games were so good, man. We should do a hockey podcast sometime. All right. <laughs> final should. reminder guys, get in your super chats to have your question or statement right on the air or go to kynchat.com. We'll leave a contribution anytime and we'll read your question or statement on the next show. So are you a flyers guy? No, I, I'm a, you know, kind of a Red Wings guy, I guess, you know, okay. I, I mean, the Red Wings were huge when I was a teenager in the 90s. It was, they were, I think they had gone through like a 40 plus year Stanley Cup drought and they kept getting closer and closer. They had Steve Eiserman and then they got Fedorov in and, and Eiserman kind of took the role of the, he wasn't like the main goal scorer anymore. He was more the, the, the facilitator and they, what they, the Bruins just broke their record for the most points in a season, I think 95, 96, and mm-hmm. then they lost the avalanche. And then a couple of years later, they finally got through and then won the next year and then they turned into the Yankees of hockey where they just went out and signed every single uh fancy you know big star you know Luke Robitaille Paul Coffey all those dudes Dominic I Conner. could I could talk to you probably for an hour because the Oilers are my team so Kenny Holland we could probably talk for an hour yeah. about that but uh let's move on before we do it a story number two reported by WJAR NBC 10 News okay you're a father you'll understand so a mother in westport massachusetts her name is jessica nunez she was driving home with her five-year-old daughter named lila and she let lila play video games on her phone so that she could concentrate and have a quiet drive home jessica ended up running into a problem chris what happened (laughs) i'm gonna i'm gonna guess that her daughter somehow managed to spend like a thousand dollars on that quick ride home but uh that's just off the top of my head couple of days after that car ride, the Amazon order showed up. <laughs> Lila bought over $3,000 worth of shit. We got the picture. <laughs> Go ahead, Joel. Yep, she bought oh. 10 motorcycles. She got a Jeep. She got 10 pairs of cowgirl boots. The total was $3,180. Fortunately, her mom was able to return everything. I got to chalk this up to a lesson learned. Like, don't leave shopping apps open on your phone, people. Right? Yeah, and, and like how not password protected you could just go ahead and click 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 that's yeah that's a she must have just had everything yeah everything's pre-populated it like i don't even shop on my phone at all i I do no shopping on my phone whatsoever neither do i my wife does we get packages every day it seems like but sometimes i wonder about stories like that like is that legit or does that like that that's mom wanting to get famous and like hey give us a gofundme because it's like are you really that yeah but i don't maybe I, i i shouldn't be so cynical no, you know what? I So I do not use TikTok at all, and I know that that's where everybody's kind of going now. I don't use it because I'm convinced that almost all the videos on TikTok are made up. Oh, absolutely. Yep. So so I'm totally with you. I saw one just the other day where this guy, uh, he called this girl, and he said, I'm the landlord. I just bought this property. I know that you've uh, been there for a while. I have to increase your rent. Uh, sorry, I have to do it. And she's going on in a Russian accent about, my brothers are going to fucking slit your throat if you come here. Well, it turned out that was his girlfriend. Yeah. So anybody, you know, anything to get famous for 10 minutes or so. Yep. Yep. So, okay. So maybe you can relate to this. 
obviously that mom was a little too obsessed with Amazon, leaving the app open and accessible. Like you said, although it could have been made up, is there an app or maybe even an e-commerce store that you might be a little too obsessed with? Oh, I'm, I'm addicted to Twitter as much as I, I don't want. Are to you? Be. Yeah. I, I've, I was able to give up Facebook like five years ago. I've never really been on Instagram. I'm not mm-hmm. on TikTok either. I've tried to give up t- uh, Twitter a couple of times and I, I can't do it. I don't know why. Really? It's just something about the immediacy and so much like you get like two good days on Twitter every year where something like hilarious happens and, and it's great and everybody's commenting on it. But most of the time it's just nonsense. Yet I can't give it up and I'd like to, but uh, it also kind of I my baseball stuff kind of depends on it. You know, I'm commenting on baseball there all the time. So uh, it's a tough one for me. So I, I use Twitter a lot, too, just for for Fightful and for Know Your News. I don't use it for anything mm-hmm. personal, but I don't respond to anybody. Like like Joel Pearl, who's producing this, will tell you toxicity is all over Twitter and people shit on you. And you might even get this for baseball takes. People shit on you for pro wrestling takes. Oh. I respond to nothing. <laughs> nothing. Well, yeah, I mean, that's that's sort of what I did as I I basically made my Twitter account nothing but baseball. I, that's why I was amazed you found my old Michelet comment because I totally forgot about that. Like Shandy Pace. Kudos to her. It was all her. Was yeah. Yeah. All right, let's go to story number one now. We're here already. Story number one, reported by the Metro. We're going to go to Japan for this one because, of course, we are. So we're going to Japan for the final one. Since 1969, people have gathered in Kawasaki near Tokyo for an annual event known as the Festival of the Steel Phallus. Over the the last several years, a regular attendee has shown up, and they've dressed as a mascot. And the belief is that their costume was inspired by a Japanese children's character called Gachapin, which is a green bucktooth dinosaur. And we have a picture of Gachapin. That is Gachapin, mm-hmm. the children's Japanese uh, character. Mm-hmm. And so someone's been dressing up, you know, by, like, like Gachapin at the uh, festival. The organizers of this festival now, they have gone public to declare that the mascot showing up at their events is not an official representative of the festival and is not Gachapin. And my question for you, Chris, is why did the organizers feel the need to go public with this? Like, why did they feel the need to say anything at all? That that's not the official mascot. The person going to the festival, the person showing up at their festival, yeah. I boy, I don't know. I, I like I was looking at that thing and it was vaguely phallic. And I wonder if they're <laughs> they're upset that it's green and not uh, you know more of a skin tone. I don't know. Um, well, you're on the right track. So the reason that they went public is because the person that is showing up at their festivals, their costume was inspired by Gachapin. It is not Gachapin, and it's a little bit too lifelike. And we have the picture of it. Check this out. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, I mean, a- it is the festival of the steel phallus after all. Yeah. So don't you don't you think the organizers might have brought this on themselves? Like, what do you think? I do think so. I, I'm not quite sure what's going on with like the little I'm a little teapot <laughs> sidecock. What is that? <laughs> I mean, I guess they needed to have a, a hand free for selfies. <laughs> I, maybe. Yeah. So, yeah. Selfies with a penis. That's uh, something that we've all been doing since we're about 10. Um, <laughs> uh, that's uh, that's yeah. You know, I, I don't know what it is that some sometimes those uh Asian cultures specifically have some interesting uh, practices around penises and butts. I've noticed that from the old like game shows where they take an enema and see how long they can hold it in. It's uh, I mean, you know what? There. They're more free, I guess. Yeah. I guess. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't, I, I'm not mad at it. It's just, it's just different. 
I mean, I'm in Toronto, Canada. If somebody went to a festival in Toronto, Canada like that, they're getting arrested. <laughs> That's just how it's going to be. Yeah. yeah. All right. So final question for you. What was your favorite children's character or show or cartoon growing up? Oh, man. Well, when I was little, little, I was way into He-Man. I so, would, You and I, we have a kinship, man. Yeah. I, mean, I, I also it, was into He-Man when I was a kid. It was, it was Masters of the Universe, I guess, was the name of the, yes. the show. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I collected all the toys, and I watched the cartoons, and I've gone back and looked at them, and boy, were they bad. Um, but yep. as like By a four- the power of Grayskull. Yeah, yeah, I have the power. But yeah. then, yeah, after, after that, I was into, I don't know, I got into, like, DuckTales, I guess, when I was, like, you know, eight. 10 i thought that was a fun show but uh and then yeah i'm moving on as an adult to, to the simpsons <laughs> yep big into the so. simpsons and for me the simpsons was there for me too like because the early seasons of the simpsons yeah it, i mean well it's been on for 30 when years I, when it started i was bart's age and now i'm older than homer and it's weird how does that feel yeah it's strange because i'm there too i'm there yeah. too all right i want to thank our guest chris brown chris tell the people what you're doing and where they can find you well, first, let me thank you, Jimmy. I appreciate you guys bringing me on. I, yeah, I, you can find me on Twitter at ChrisBrown094. Like I said, I'm mostly talking about baseball. I have a podcast called Motor City Metrics. And then we also have a minor league baseball uh, website and podcast uh, called Tigers Minor or ML Report. Tigers Minor League Report, but it's TigersMLReport.com. So that's where you can find me. Amazing. That's going to do it for KYM Live. Tune in next Thursday at 4 o'clock Eastern time for more silliness that's totally real. Until then, bye for now. Thanks for doing this, man. Thanks, Jim. Thanks, Joel.